Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Twelve to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. Right, as per usual, we've got some audio that's come out overnight uh, the last 24 hours. Got some good stuff from uh, Jamie Roberts and co coming up soon uh, on the Welsh. But first of all, we, of course, we go into the All Black camp. <sighs> New Zealand halfback Aaron Smith talking about the rivalry with the Irish. Um, well, my whole black career, I've had um, very tough encounters against Ireland. Um, they who I debuted against, so it's very fond memories for me. Um, and yeah, ups and downs, wins and losses. But um, they're a great team, and they're the best team in the world. And we're just really excited about the challenge, and um, can't wait. We all can't wait. Mr. Smith. Uh, also, Aaron Smith on Ireland being the best team in the world and history. They've heard that right. Um, their record in the last two years has really proved that. But um, we're at a World Cup. Um, we're playing in a final and it's all on the line. And yeah, history's history and history's going to get created on Saturday. And we'll see who comes out on top. And Aaron Smith, talk on uh, the fact of the weight of that history. My energy is pushed towards more of the opportunity that is in front of us, the excitement of um, what we can control as a group. If you're held down by the weight of the past, um, you won't be able to do anything. You won't be able to play well. You'll be too scared to do anything, to try things, to trust your instincts. Um, being free, being energised with intent, um, and there's plenty of intent and want this weekend. So I don't think there's the burden or the statistics or the um, weight on us like that. It's a final word of World Cup for us, and we are ready to go. Irish reporter then asked Aaron Smith about this notion of getting revenge on the Irish. Um, oh, I don't see it as that, sorry. Um, so my answer will be quite boring. I'm just see it as a chance to take on the best team in the world at a World Cup. And then as well, are you happy that you're, you're playing Ireland in the quarterfinal? That's how the cards fell, and yeah, I'm happy, yep. Very happy. Didn't sound happy. Sound quite considered, quite measured. Very much looking forward to this clash. Uh, he was asked about the July series against the Irish last year. Um, last year matters in a sense of taking the learnings. But I believe Aaron. we're a totally different team to um, July last year. Um, got new coaches, and as a group, um, that series really galvanised us. And yeah, I can't wait for Saturday to see what happens. And while there'll be adversaries in the weekend, he did talk about the mutual respect between the two teams. I think there's a mutual respect there, uh, for sure. Jersey changes and 
Um, obviously, there's a lot of experience in both groups, guys who have played each other a lot. Um, so I'd say there'd be a little bit of mingling, but um, I think everyone knows the stakes of what's riding on this game. Um, I know in 2019 there was quite good camaraderie afterwards, um, connecting. Um, so um, I wouldn't call it a hatred or anything like that. There's a definite mutual respect, two nations, two proud nations. Um, so I'd say there'd be respect there, but happiness and pain for how the result goes. And of course, Joe Schmidt's been accredited with starting this uh, rise and rise of Irish rugby, and he'll be in the New Zealand coaching box. So Aaron Smith was asked to comment on the influence of Joe Schmidt. I agree with Rico. A um, lot of experience. Um, always has clips to show you if you ask. So you've got to be careful what you ask him, because uh, <laughs> it could cost you 20 minutes. But um, he's been, well, the last sort of 18 months, I've really enjoyed connecting with him. As Rico said, he sees little things in the game that isn't anything extra. He sees the positives in your own skill sets and sort of doubles down on that. And uh, a lot of the stuff is a lot around just effort and and work. And you just referenced Rico, who was sitting next to Aaron Smith. Uh, Rico Ioani's uh, comments on Joe Schmidt. Uh, yeah, I think Joe's just, he, he sees the game in a in a very detailed view and I think um, especially with us backs you know his his work in sort of noticing trends and um, other teams attacking defences is what sort of separates him and just the detail he, he goes into and I think for us um, trying to find those one percenters is, can be quite hard but with Joe um, he makes you know the the sort of view of the game um, a lot easier by, by the way he understands it so um, yeah he's definitely helped us um, quite a bit. And as we mentioned yesterday, he's a real confidence player, Rico Ioani. So he was asked if there was any uh, fear of failure. Yeah, exactly what, what um, Jace has touched on. You know, we, we are never scared to lose. And, um, you know, if there's any sort of questions in, in our belief, that's unwavering because we know um, what we have in this group. And, um, yeah, the, for, for myself, the fear of losing doesn't, doesn't ever cross my mind. Um, just the, the, the motivation that um, this group has and sort of that we thrive and the energy, sorry, that we thrive off each other's is, is motivational, um, motivation enough and yeah, we don't like to take a sort of glass half empty view on things. They also asked Rico Ioani about that 2-1 series lost in July last year to the Irish. Yeah, I think there's, there's always going to be sort of that hurt but you know, this game on, on Saturday isn't going to be about the emotion of, of last year, it's going to be about um, what we've built so far in this tournament and as, as Nagi touched on, you know, um, last year doesn't matter when it comes to finals footy because uh, the team on the day will, will be the one, so uh, yeah, we're sure excited for that. Jason Ryan now, the, the forwards coach, he was asked about what improvements they've made since July last year. Um, probably a couple of things. I, I think that you know we've had some good um, growth in our lineup, both sides of the ball. Um, I think that's been a plus for us, and I think definitely um, the training quality and fixing things on the run has been quite a step up for the boys, and and just uh, not avoiding any hard conversations that need to be had. Um, that, that's a big one for us, and I think the the players have been tremendous and responded. And you know where we need to be, where we need to be, to be fair. So, 
happy with um, that progress and how that's come along. There'll be a couple of areas, and I think our carries been good as well. Also asked about uh, Tora Lomax and other selections. Yeah, he's uh, he's trained really well today. Got through what he needed to, and definitely he'll be uh, considered for selection. You know, when you head into a final, uh, which it is, it is a final. Obviously, it's um, it's important that you you know if you you got the luxury, I guess, of picking from a squad that's uh, fully available um, is where you want to be. So you're always going to get niggles, but it's great that obviously in this. Um, player's point of view in, in regards to Lowy, it's great that he's um, got through today and you know we have a pretty high intensive training on Thursday so he'll need to tick that off as well. And as we've all seen, um, the crowds have been just incredible over at the World Cup. Uh, Jason Ryan was asked to talk about the fan support over there. Yeah, it will be. They're uh, certainly getting behind it but we've noticed um, in the last couple of games we've played there's definitely a lot more uh, Kiwis over here now and um, I'm sure that they'll embrace that. Look, it's um, it's just going to be an unbelievable contest. The atmosphere, I think I've said this just about every media conference, I think the way France are getting behind this World Cup and the crowds have been unbelievable. Just so special to be a part of. and It's um, you know, fantastic and she's going to be um, a massive test match that we are really looking forward to. That We know that um, both fans, sets of fans, will get right behind and be really proud of their teams and I'm sure that you know both teams will play an entertaining spectacle of rugby because they both want to use the ball. Um, they both love playing the game. They want to play quick and can't wait. Neither can we. Neither can we. Uh, just going to be amazing. Uh, you're welcome to call 0800 150 We will take a break. We've got some more stuff to play you, but calls will take precedence. Um, we've got some stuff from the wonderful long-time midfielder for Wales. It's kind of weird seeing Wales at a World Cup without him playing. Jamie Roberts. Uh, and there's some really interesting takes on Warren Gatland as coach as well. That's still to come, but do feel free to call on 0800 150 Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Twelve to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. 0800-150811 is the number you can call, and Joey's called it. G'day, Joey. Yeah, g'day, Steph. Look, mate, you know, it's pretty simple, isn't it? I mean, it's a simple game to play. If, if, if they don't have the ball, they can't win. And we've got to starve them off the ball. It's, you know, if, if, if we've got to run the, run the football staff, I've been saying this, we can't keep kicking it to them. Yes, you've got to kick occasionally, but... We hold on to that football, and if we get beat by running the football, that's the way it is. But if you kick the ball to Ireland, and they come back at you with six phases, they get a penalty, they kick to the corner, they throw, they score a try. That's what will happen. But if you run the football off them and run them off their feet, like we were doing against the French mm. in the first half, um, they will struggle. And I don't care. And, and nine times out of ten, at the moment, from what I've seen, over the years and now, the All Blacks are probably New Zealand have always been more fitter than any other side. 
And that's what we have, that's what we have to do. And we've got to go not one off the ruck, uh, staff, two off the ruck. So I pass to you, you pass to somebody else. And then he hits it up. So that means their, their forwards have got to go further every time. You, you don't have to do it every time, but you do it every, every second or third time. So you go two off the ruck, two off the ruck. And then you go one off the ruck. Then you go two off the ruck. And it makes them work, and it makes it a lot harder for them. Yeah, and the key, and the key is what you pointed out is retention of the ball, which is so apparent. And Ireland are so good at that themselves. Yeah, but we have been good at it, Steph. And, 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 but we've gone to this thing where because some guys have started to do the up and under again, yeah. the halfbacks now do this up and under and, and try to compete, get the wingers to try to compete with the football. We've got great wingers in, in, in um, the two wingers we've got. Will Jordan, one of the best, if not the best in the world, on attack, you give him the ball, you, you don't kick, him, kick the ball so he's got to go out and get the ball, you give him the ball by passing him the ball. It's pretty simple. And, and, and he'll attack from anywhere, and he is so dangerous. And so is um, Matea, uh, um, is it? Yeah, the, the other winger. Mark Talia. Talia, yep. if he's playing. Mark Talia, or even, even um, Sanuku, you know, um, if, if, and you get the ball wide. We've got Geordie Barrett who can punch it up at second five eight. He can punch it up six foot of, of what it, taking on Bundyaki because that's what they do. What do they do? They get Bundyaki to take the ball up and they recycle. That's what we have to do. Mm. You know, it's, it's not hard. And um, the the other thing, Steph, just on the uh, NRL. I know it's now finished. Um, you know, the, the, the Broncos, you know, we lost that game and, and, and we, we should have won it. Um, they made a couple of mistakes. I'm not blaming Adam Reynolds for everything, but he made two crucial mistakes where I would never kick the football towards the sideline to try to bounce it out. I would have kicked it deep up the middle. So, therefore, you, you, would ne- you have no problem of, of kicking it out on the full, you know, and then starting another 20 metres ahead. Head. You know, you've, you've got to use your head when you do that. You, you kick it deep, yes, but you don't kick it to the sideline. You'll get away with one or two kicking it to the sideline and, and it bounces out and you get the ball back. But I'll tell you what, if you get it wrong, and he did, they come up 25 metres right up from where he kicked it, penalty, they take the tap and, you know, and, and that's how, how it is. But, you know, I mean, I'm not, as I say, I'm not blaming him for the whole lot. I mean, we dropped the ball the first six set of sixes, we dropped the ball five times. Well, it, that catches up with you later on in the game. And this is what I'm getting to just quickly with the, with the Irish. If you're running them around the paddock later on in the game, in the second half, the last 20 minutes, they'll get tired. Anyway, go to the mighty turbo. Get up the green and whites. Good on you, Joey. Great man, Joey. Let's go to another great man in uh, Melbourne, Australia. Darren, g'day, Darren. Hey, Steffi, how are you? So excited. Oh, mate, I, I think when I wake up Sunday morning, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to probably explode <laughs> um, by the time we get to that. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a question for you, and I, I sat into a client yesterday, and we sort of breached this topic. Do you think Dan Carter is sitting there right now going, geez, I wish I could do 50, 20, 20s, 22s back <laughs> when I was playing? Do you think he'd be just threading that every... You know, you know. Could you imagine him? Oh, the Fords are going back a little bit. I'll give it to Carter. He'll thread it through. Oh, line out. Try. What, yep. Why aren't we doing this, mate? I know. 
And, I, and he was the perfect guy to do it as well. Him, Johnny Wilkinson, those sorts of guys would have just eaten yeah. up the 50-20s. I just, I'd sort of look at it and go, if your forwards aren't going forward or they're, they're, they're struggling or there's a bit of, why aren't we, do, why are we sticking up in the air doing this, this, this 50-50 contest, which I don't even think is 50-50. Let's just do something that's got purpose. I mean, maybe we might see it. I mean, you've got Bowden Barrett and Mwanga who, can apparently, who are really good kickers. Um, yeah, I just I just was chatting with him yesterday and I thought, I'd love to know what Dan Carter thinks of this. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're doing way more kicking than we ever used to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And aimless kicking. Straight down the throats of people. We just, we never did it. I mean, we've got to keep the ball. And I mean, we used to be the team where if they kicked it to us as spectators, we'd go, oh, thank you. <laughs> Here we go. Whereas now we get it and we're just aimlessly kicking it away, which... I mean, drives me insane as we've seen in a few matches, but and it, but know. it's I not mean, it's not only us there, and I've watched other teams as well. And you'll quite often see the fullback or the wing who might have a cannon of a boot, and they get they catch the ball, and they can be inside their twenty-two, and there's no defenders coming at them from halfway. So they've got twenty-five meters, and they take their time, they scan the field, and they kick it straight to someone. And I just don't get it. No, I mean, I think that, I think they're just relying on possibly getting a turnover. Um, I mean, it is a different game. The breakdown is just such a mess at the moment where anything can happen. But, uh, I mean, I'm so up for it. I mean, you know, it, my only rationale, and dare I say it, if, if we don't win, is that we've got Razor next year. It's the only, it's the only thing that's given me a glimpse. I don't, I, I'd, I'd rather Foster goes out with a World Cup victory. Don't get me wrong. But it's the only thing that will help me a little bit, because if we lose on the weekend, as I've said before, I'll do some gardening and I'll be screaming at the weeds. So, <laughs> you kill the yeah. weeds with uh, noise. Yeah, oh yeah, it'll just be, it'll be vicious. But uh, last time I did it when we lost to England, and I was just, oh, I was inconsolable for about two days. I couldn't believe so, that one last time either myself with that previous quarter final. I was just like, that was amazing. And then, oh yeah, that yeah. semi, what has happened? I mean, I hope, I hope. We just see what we've wanted, what we've always wanted, what we've always seen. Like that first half against France, it's the only thing that's given me hope. If we can do that for a full 80, look out anyone, mm. you know. Mm. So, And that's that's what's making me more nervous because if I don't see it, I think I'm going to be catatonic. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I don't not. know, mate. It's a roller coaster ride. It well, is. One minute I feel good and I listen to you guys and, you know, you, yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, you must be loving it. It's Wednesday and we're... we're we're crazily talking about it on Wednesday. It was, you know, I hate to think what it's going to be like come Friday. Yeah, so exciting. So exciting. Yes. Awesome, buddy. Thanks, mate. Cheers, Cheers mate. There's Darren out of Australia. I've had a few text messages asking about the referees. I do have the referees for this weekend. Wales, Argentina will be controlled by Jaco Piper, assistant referees of Carl Dixon and Andrea Piadi, and TMO Marius Jonka. Uh, England, Fiji. Mathieu Reynal, the Frenchman, he will be refereeing on the touch lines will be Nick Berry and Pierre Brousset and Timo Ben Whitehouse. France, South Africa, Ben O'Keefe. In fact, it's an all New Zealand official lineup. Ben O'Keefe, the whistle on the sidelines, Paul Williams and James Dolman and Brendan Pickerel will be the TMO. And for the Ireland All Blacks game, Wayne Barnes will be the referee. And on the sideline, Matt Carley. 
Mm-hmm. Christoph Ridley and Tom Foley. So all English. So all English for the Irish-New Zealand game. All New Zealand for the France-South Africa game. And then a mix of France, Wales, Australia, South Africa... I think that's Italy uh, amongst the others. So Wayne Barnes for us, Ben O'Keefe for France, South Africa. We have to take a news break, and on the other side of this, we are going to catch up with Ant Strawn ahead of this big, big quarterfinal weekend. Twelve to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. Yes, our Rugby World Cup headline hour. Just the four games this weekend. Uh, I was going to say most of the teams. A big percentage of the teams have finished, but we've got the cream of the crop. Four amazing quarterfinals to look forward to, with one particularly big one for us all-black fans. Ant Strawn, who's been on the airwaves here, calling some of the games, and I'm sure watching a lot of them, joins us now. Ant, a pretty damn good quarterfinal lineup this weekend. Welcome in. Yeah, welcome, Staffy. You know you're there, right, mate? Um, isn't it interesting when uh, the All Blacks v Ireland result has probably been talked about more than who's going to win the election this weekend, mate? So we know uh, <laughs> it's an important game in uh, in the fabric of our country, don't we? Yeah, it is. And, I, and I'm sort of thinking uh, if the All Blacks win, generally the, the sitting team, uh, the sitting party retain and if they lose the other ones get in but the game's on Sunday so uh, it's not going to affect the election but there's so many ways to unpick this game and with just the incredible professional efficient game of the Irish is it incumbent on New Zealand to unsettle the Irish pattern for us to get the victory? Well, I mean, when you analyse a team, obviously, to beat them, you look at both sides of the ball. So, you know, you look defensively at what you need to do to stop them uh, in terms of their attack. And then, obviously, when you flip it around, you know, you have to look at the way you're going to attack them to challenge their defence, you know. And I sort of jotted down a few things. If you look at the Irish attack, um, you know, one of their most dominant areas is their line-out. And uh, Dan Sheeter's back, too, and his line-out percentages are really high. I mean, a lot of their really critical strike moves come from their line-out variations. So if we can put pressure at line-out time, which actually the South Africans did some uh, weeks ago, it did nullify a lot of their attack from line-out. The second thing, mate, is that they run a really layered attack. So when they come and run off their phases, they've got lots of options happening out the back. And if you can stop those second-man plays, excuse me, those plays, <coughs> or the layered options out the back, then... You know, you can obviously nullify that. And the key thing really is around your line speed on defence. So those three things together, if they operate well defensively for the All Blacks, they can certainly shut and slow this Irish team down. Yeah, slowing down their attack, um, not many teams have been able to do it. And and I just wonder, I, I threw something out, I'm no rugby coach at all, but just a little something, an element of surprise for them that they won't have prepared for, like maybe the first couple of um, scrums with Ireland's put into the scrum, put Adi Savia on seven and just beeline at Johnny Sexton. I'm not saying taking him late, taking him early, but just give him a different something to think about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, set-piece defence is normally uh, pretty uniform, but when you change a few of the pictures in your profile of your athletes are are in different places, uh, a team that's prepared to play against you, you know, it kind of unsettles them a little bit too. So I'm, I'm with you there. You know, changing those pictures... 
um, can also be quite beneficial and kind of, yeah, again, they can be a little bit unsettling for the Irish, but, you know, they're, they're very, very good at what they do. They trust each other. They know their roles. Uh, and I'm sure the critical game drivers, of which Sexton's obviously one of those, uh, you know, they'll, they'll know how to combat that. But uh, not not a silly thing to try anyway. I think the New Zealand 23 is pretty settled and I think we've all got a pretty good idea. Do you think Ian Foster's got the makeup to maybe try something, maybe chuck Leicester and Leicester Whaungunuku in to start a bit of physical presence, um, which Ireland have. We don't really, we've got Geordie, but our wings are a bit more live, a bit more deceptive speed, pacey. We don't have that punch. Do you think he's he's got it in his coaching framework to maybe try something? Yeah, I think he has. The conundrum probably is is really around Bowden Barrett and whether he, he gets a start because we know what he does at fullback. Obviously, he's highly proficient as a 10 as well, and he, he can run those pivot roles. But, of course, you know, if he's starting at fullback, you've got to have a bit of a contrast on your wings. You want a really strong power winger that can dent the line and put pressure on. You've got to have another winger that's got a high work rate but also has the ability to beat defenders. So in Mark Talea and Leicester, you've probably got those two players. Um, and, I mean, I think it's 9, 10, 12, 13 is pretty set, eh? I mean, with, mm. with Jordi and, and Rico in the middle, they're forming a nice partnership, even though they haven't played a lot together. They've got contrasting and complementary skills. And, you know, you've got to go with your tried and trusted at 9 and 10, uh, you know, with Smith and, and Moonga. Because, mate, we probably haven't talked too much about attack, but the attack from the All Blacks has to be, you know, has to have a multitude of options. If they go with their standard kind of shape they've been playing, the Irish just eat it up mm. because they're very good defensively. So when you select players, the likes of Smith, Moanga, Geordie Barrett, you know, and we talked about the back three, you know, you, you're going to have to have a whole lot of different options that you can present in the game because if one option doesn't work, you've got to be able to flick to another and or another. So I think that's what we need to see from the All Blacks. Yeah, I, I just hope we see some different looks. I, I mentioned on the show yesterday, Ant, that um, I think of the last 10 All Black tests, I think we've been really good in one of them, and that was the Mount Smart one against the South Africans. We need every ounce out of every single player to blunt Ireland. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, th- these games are at the sharp end. There's no secret. So collectively... They have to be at their very best. They have to be very cohesive on both sides of the ball. But as you've just mentioned, you know, each individual player needs to say, this needs to be the best game I've played. I know my role. I know where I fit. And if I deliver that for my team, then we're going to have every possible chance of, of being successful. Uh, and I think if we threw a lens over the last six or seven tests from the All Blacks, we probably couldn't say that we've achieved that. Um, so that's also exciting. Eh? It's an opportunity for the players to take responsibility and, and I say, just prepare accordingly and just yeah, play their very best game that they, that they have. We've had a lot of texts on the show. We've only been going 39, 40 minutes. A lot of texts about our kicking game and the aimless kicking when the All Blacks get under pressure. We used to have backs that could really punish, and I hate to go back to old days, but Nono Smith, they, they seem to find a way to punch through, and we didn't have to kick our way out of trouble. What have you made of the All Blacks kicking game in the last 12 months? Um, I mean, we have seen some variation um, in those tests we played against South Africa, you know, Australia, Argentina. We saw some nice variation with the kicks. I mean, there's no secret. The kicking game now is, is extremely prominent in, in most test matches, particularly, again, at the, at the highest level. 
Um, but you have to have a clear strategy around what kicks you are using and why. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes it's you don't want to play too much rugby in your own half, so you'll run one or two rucks and then you'll clear the ball and you'll, you'll try and generally find grass, try and land on the grass so you can put pressure on the backfield or the defenders. Um, I think we just got caught, particularly in that French game, just got caught at kind of, they were aimless. I mean, we weren't, we weren't moving them around before we went to our kick. And, of course, we kicked the ball to hand a lot. And, I mean, the, the French were very good at putting the ball back to us. So, um, yeah, maybe a little more thought uh, and, and, you know, a little bit more execution around moving the iris around before we go to our kicks. But you have to have a, a number of different kicks to exploit them. Box kicks, tops kicks, grubber kicks underneath, long kicks for territory. Uh, you know, they're all in the toolbox of our, of our backs, particularly, and they're all very good at it. Um, so yeah it's, it's about having the right strategy going in I think around the kicking game Talking to Paul Moorblack Ant Strong part of our commentary team here Ant um, I'm, I'm uncomfortable asking this question or making this comment but I'm going to do it Aaron Smith one of our best ever halfbacks of all time is he predictable now? Uh, it's a really good question <laughs> Steffi and I think it's it's one that you could probably spend a bit of time sort of, uh, you, know, un, you know, we're looking at it pretty clearly, right? So I, I think the key thing for any team is a nine that can shift the ball quickly because the attack does, for the most part, operate around your first pivot, which is your 10. Mm. Uh, he, and he does a very good job with that. So Moanga never, is never really under too much pressure because Smith is so quick to ball and he gets the ball out. Of it. He doesn't hesitate. But as you say, in a game, you have to now, as a nine, have some variations to that. And I think the key thing for Smith, probably, and, and because they're expecting him to shift it, he's got to start having a little bit more of a look closer to rucks. Mm. Because we're going to actually have to go through some of these rucks. You know, we're going to actually have to go through Channel A, which is through the middle. So he can be the catalyst to open up some of those holes. And, of course, it just creates some indecision in the, in the midfield defenders and the edge defenders. So, yeah, I, I would like to see Smitty not, not try and do everything himself, but de- definitely just try and move a little bit taxi, we call it, around those rucks to try and find those receivers in little spaces. I think that would be helpful to us. And your take on Cam Roygaard's brief, but for me, pretty impressive all-black career thus far. Yeah, he's been impressive. I mean, look at the profile of the kid. He's quick. He's got a really good skill set. His kick pass is, 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 is excellent. And he's very hard to stop with ball in hand. Mm. So he not only carries into contact strong, but he's actually explosive. And what I also like too, is he's really proactive in picking up support players. Uh, you know, he's got a little offload game as well. So he's one of those players that can be so destructive in a game, but it's very hard to do that if you're going backwards. So the platform that needs to be created for him still needs to be going forward. Uh, but a, a really nice contrast to what we have with Aaron Smith. And I think that's why he's there. I mean, Fakatava did that job a couple of years for us. But Royard, probably, to be honest, uh, has a more extensive skill set, and that's why he's there. And finally, an easy question to ask and a hard one to answer. Uh, score, please, Anstron, or margin, please, Anstron. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to ask you that. Of course I was. Have to. I, I tell you, you, you know I'm a punter, and, and the All Blacks aren't the favourite, so you know I'm going to back them because I'm going to make <laughs> some money out of it. Uh, look, is, if, if the All Blacks, uh, and I know, they've, I know they've got more to, to offer, they've kept some of their powder dry, and I know Joe Smith particularly is a tactician more, We'll have this one sort of. I'm going to. I'm going to say the ABs one to twelve, mate. I think they're good enough to get up uh, and win this one. 
Perfect. And really appreciate your time today, champion. Uh, it's going to be a heck of a quarterfinal weekend. Looking forward to it. Cheers, buddy. There he is, former All Black, Ant Strawn, on his thoughts on the big, big matchup this weekend. We shall take a break. We'll come back. I've got lots of good text messages I want to get through. Actually, stick around. Getting you through the day like a hot cuppa after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. A no-name text is saying he's seen the team. The All Black team, he says it's going to be DeGroote, Taylor, Lomax, Retallick, Barrett, Frizzell, Kane, Savia, Smith, Moonga, uh, Whaingonuku, Barrett, Ioane, Jordan, Barrett, Reserves, Coles, Williams, Newell, Whitelock, Papali'i, Christy, McKenzie, Leonard, Brown. I'd be surprised if Christy gets on the bench ahead of Roygaard. And I'd be surprised, but not. Upset if Fianuku starts as well. I'd love to. I think he could be a difference maker. Um, from Chris, we can't just run the Irish. We need a good kicking game because once they get over the ball, they are so hard to move unless our forwards uh, can back up our backs. I don't want to see running every time. Is that the whole text? It is. Thank you for your text, Chris. Uh, Staffy. I'm pleased we have Wayne Barnes as a referee. I've been impressed with him this World Cup. I've actually been impressed with him for a number of years now. Uh, I think he's, and talking to other referees, they say he's by far the best referee in the world, just composed and see stuff. Anyway, also I've been very impressed with the crowds. I've been gardening like a maniac this week. (laughs) I have so much nervous energy. Also, is Sammy there today? Yes. And if so... Will he revisit the quarterfinal, semi-final and final picks that he got us listeners to do for him when he was running the show, Mikey G? Quarterfinal, that must be when I was away, Sammy. Do you, do you recall that from the great man Mikey G in Christchurch? Do you know what? I have a suspicion that someone had Fiji going through and everyone was like, nah, no chance. A caller, you mean? or Yes, because we got everyone, we, uh, individual callers picked each pool and who would win each pool. I'm pretty sure someone had Fiji coming out of that pool. Although someone did also have Scotland coming out of the Island South Africa one, which obviously didn't happen. I'll go back and have a little listen and revisit. Mm, I didn't even know about this. Thank you, Mikey. Thank you. Um, this is from JJ. They say... You learn from your losses, staff, which means this team has had the opportunity to learn more than most all-black teams of recent times. Ireland are the best team and better-performed team. They, like us, will be a bit nervous, as we all know that we have the players' skills and tactical now to put it all together. Even for just one game, I'm excited and hopeful that this is our all-blacks moment. Let's get them behind them up the all-blacks, uh, up the all-blars. I wonder if that's a typo, it's supposed to be all-blacks. Yeah. Everyone is behind them, JJ. Everyone's nervous, but I feel like uh, excitement is trumping nervousness. It's just a test match for the ages. Um, from... Brenton, uh, I think the reason we kick so much is the breakdown rules. Players don't want to run it back. I'm not sure why we don't use the 40-20 a lot more, like the caller from Melbourne pointed out. Great man, Darren. He did point that out. Uh, also, Staffy, I'm so amped. I am stoked we are not the number one team. And be honestly, let's go the All Blacks. We are all right behind you, even if most are not fans of some of the players or coaching team. Isn't it just awesome that we are all still behind a team? We are all behind our team. Normally it's with 
unrivaled confidence, almost put the tick in the book. The rugby world's changed. The rugby world has changed. When you even look at the likes of Portugal beating Fiji, someone nearly getting over top of England. There's been so many cool talking points. And now these two quarterfinals with these four teams, there's a cigarette paper between them. There's nothing between them. Team on the day. So exciting. Quarterfinal weekend is coming up. So's our break. So's the news. And so's Shane Byrne, former Irish hooker. He's not far away.